Hi, this is Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the Spot Doctor Podcast. Today, I want to talk with you about something that is troubling me lately. I've heard so much in the news and within even my own community in Park City about the high amount of depression and suicide that is happening around us. And in fact, suicide is now the second leading cause of death for people 15 to 44 years old. And on average, one person dies every 12 minutes in the U.S. by suicide. And so this is this is something that is is a an epidemic and that's not really talked about in the same way that the other health and wellness conditions are talked about. And so I wanted to bring some attention around this because I do believe that there are are things that people can do to support their health, well-being and their mental health as well as even shifting to a place of not only out of depression and suicidal thoughts, but actually to one of confidence and radiance, inner radiance that is available to all of us. And and at every, every age that is happening with these high rates of suicide, there is this opportunity to shift consciousness and shift awareness and help people around us as well. If we see people struggling to reach out to them and, and provide support. And it seems that at a time when we're so connected online, it's also a time when we often feel really disconnected because of the lack of actual human contact and interaction. And of course, we're still doing that. We still go to work. We Kids still go to school. But we're spending more time on electronic devices, on our phones and our computers. And there's some fantastic things that happen with the technology of being online and social media and the ability for us to find out information, news and resources and get up to date information. And so I'm not saying that technology is bad, but with the growth and change and development of technology, I believe that it may be creating more issues, especially with our our, our young people. Um, so I, I hear it often from my own children. I've got my kids are 12, 17, and 20, and they talk about the struggles at school with the, the kids and, and how many are, are struggling with depression and eating disorders and anxiety, suicidal thoughts, or sometimes even kids that do commit suicide with drug overdoses. And so I, I wanted to spend some time, and I will have other podcast guests on to talk about this as well, but to just talk about some of my own experience. I grew up in a family with a, a, group, a lot of artists and, and sort of this bohemian lifestyle and it was a lot of fun, but there was also in my family, there's a tendency to depression as well. And so I, I saw these struggles as I was go, growing up and I think all of us at some point struggle with the ideas around you know, am I thin enough? Am I 
am I strong enough? Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? And I think that whether you have uh, really had suicidal thoughts that are debilitating, which many people do, or you're just not optimizing your health the way you could, I think there's tremendous opportunity. So some of the things that I think are really beneficial are, first of all, to to if you if you are depressed and you're struggling and you're having suicidal thoughts, go get help. It's really important for you to talk to someone. And and sometimes it's just a matter of talking to someone and having someone there to listen to you. Other times there are neurochemical imbalances, hormonal imbalances that are triggering and causing you to have some of these thoughts. And so work with someone, a, um, a, a physician, a, maybe even have a naturopathic physician and functional medicine doctor as part of your team if you're looking at getting to the root cause and helping support your neuro, neurochemistry and your, and your hormones and making sure that you have the right nutrients and the right kind of diet, but also medications can sometimes provide temporary relief in, in certain cases. And I, I think that they definitely should be used with a lot of caution. I think a lot of these medication, a lot of these medications are overused. And I, I think that there's a lot that we can do to support the body naturally. And then also with certain types of therapy and to to be able to support the person and using medications and saving those for when they're absolutely necessary and life-saving measures but but if you uh, are struggling certainly talk to someone about the pros and cons and ask about the benefits and the downsides of taking medications it's always good to make informed decisions and I truly believe in an integrative approach and I I think that there's a place for for um, for medicine but I definitely think that we tend to go too quickly to medication and so there with with depression we can have changes in our hormones that that cause this I mean we know that for example that when um, there are changes with the hormone for women for the, the hormone progesterone for example that when we start especially for women um, during their cycle when when progesterone is lower or um, as they start to get closer to menopause and that can even be in their women, some women even in their 30s and 40s as they transition and their hormones are changing, that that can, I've seen that in my practice, be one of the triggers for women to to struggle with depression. And so that is something that can you can you know see someone for, get get some help support with balancing your hormones, especially if you're having problems with your cycle, if you are noticing this um, you know, at certain times. And then also if you're experiencing insomnia, if you're difficult, having difficulty sleeping at night, that can sometimes be an indicator of, of low progesterone. And there's, there's certainly other symptoms that come along with it. But again, don't just assume that you need progesterone. Talk to someone and see if this is maybe one of the underlying causes of what's going on. And then there are neuro neurochemical imbalances like with serotonin and dopamine. 
there, uh, there are certainly other neurotransmitters that can can play a role. And these are just two examples of of neuro neurochemicals that that play a role in helping us feel happy, connected, satisfied with our lives. And if those are lower, we're having um, depletion in those. And sometimes that's a genetic predisposition. Sometimes it's after certain drug use, whether that's recreational drugs or or pharmaceutical drugs, there can be um, a drop in those. There are different reasons why this can happen. It can also be from from trauma that can lead to it. And certainly if you're going through an experience where you have trauma or you have had trauma, whether that's physical trauma or emotional trauma that is, is causing you to, to experience some of these symptoms of depression or anxiety or not feeling that you belong, not feeling that, and, and I'm, I'm saying these other words because sometimes we don't want to use the words depression and anxiety. Sometimes it's that you're feeling a lot of fears and that you're, you're, um, you're noticing that you're overly cautious. That is actually can be a form of anxiety if you're feeling like something bad is always going to happen. And, or you're starting to feel like you just don't care about things anymore like you used to. And, and that is also can be a sign that something is out of balance. And certainly this is a sensitive subject and people oftentimes don't want to talk about it, but it is important to get help. And, and professional help is often the best place to get it because you can work with people trained to help people that are struggling and that are having suicidal thoughts. So certainly getting that support. And if, again, if you see other people that are struggling, reach out to them and, and, and do your best to help them. And so of course, sleep is one of the things that we need in order to to have good mental health. And sometimes what happens is we struggle with sleep and because we're get, we're sleep deprived, then that can lead to depression and, and other um, emotional concerns. And so making sure that you're doing everything you can to set yourself up for a good night's sleep is crucial. I've got some other podcast guests that have come on like Dr. Michael Bruce, who has talked about how uh, to get a good night's sleep and tips and tricks to help with that and, and how to know what might be behind that for you. So getting a good night's sleep is important. Getting, getting out and moving your body, physical activity and being out in nature, those can also be extremely therapeutic and uplifting and being around other people, creating a community that where you have support and even physical touch. If you if you don't have people around you, maybe you could go and get a massage or or find someone that you can give a hug to. And if you don't have that, then we certainly have there are cats or dogs or pets that you can pet even if you go into an animal shelter and get a chance to do that because that touch actually helps to release the 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 um, the hormone oxytocin and oxytocin is one of these magical hormones that helps us feel connected in the world and and feel connected to other people and gives us a sense of relief so those are all really important things to do 
to help with overall health and support in addition to going to see a professional. And, and then food as medicine is powerful. There are foods that can, can help support our bodies and our brains. We do know that there is a gut-brain connection, just like I've talked about the gut-skin connection. There is a gut-brain-skin connection, and that a lot of our a lot of our health starts in in our gut, and that includes the health of our brain. And that is our our brain health affects our memory and also affects our emotional state. So we do want to support healthy digestion eating foods that help support a healthy gut and avoiding the foods that are bad for the gut. And this is also going to be, is this going to be one of the signs of an unhealthy gut can actually be showing up on your skin. So one of the reasons why I call skin our magic mirror, because it oftentimes is one of those early warning signs that something is going on that inside that's out of balance. So when we look at our gut health, that that means looking at um, your digestion. If you have any problems with digestion, then you may not be absorbing the nutrients from your food. You may not be able to, to actually break down and, and, and process the, the foods that you're eating and absorb the nutrients from them. Even if you have the healthiest diet in the world, if your digestion and assimilation is not working well, then, then you're going to be missing key nutrients. So that means doing things like healing leaky gut, that hyperpermeability of the digestive tract lining that we know leads to so many health issues, especially with the immune system. And it also plays into to the health of our entire body. So also we know that gut dysbiosis, so the imbalance of the microorganisms that live in and protect our digestive and our digestive tract um, are, are crucial. That balance is really crucial for that gut brain connection and that gut skin connection. So eating the right amount of high fiber foods, lots of vegetables with high fiber content. And also you might want to consider eating some foods that's like fermented vegetables, kimchi and sauerkraut to get probiotic rich foods in your in your diet too. And you might want to consider taking a probiotic supplement. But really if you have dysbiosis issues, if you have an overgrowth of harmful bacteria or an overgrowth of candida or any of these kinds of issues going on or not enough of the right good bacteria like lactobacillus and bifidobacteria strains, then you'll you'll want to pr probably, and, and especially if you've tried changing your diet, and maybe you've, you've followed the Clean Skin From Within program and you're still having struggles or you've taken probiotics and you're still struggling, then, you, then you'll want to go and see a functional medicine or naturopathic physician and that way they can do some testing to identify what's going on with your gut to see what kinds of gut dysbiosis issues you might have. And then also track to make sure when they're doing treatment that they're seeing improvement in, in the health of your gut. And this is really important. So much of our mental health and our emotional state starts in the gut. And so I, it's really important to get back to that, to the root cause. And of course, while you're doing that, then also getting counseling, seeing a therapist that you connect with. 
This is so key. Uh, there are, are a lot of different therapists out there and they're trained in all different ways. So the important thing is for you to find one that works well for you, that you connect with, you feel comfortable with, that is helping you. And of course, I know sometimes we have to go with one that our health insurance will cover, but even within your health insurance plan, you probably have options. So it's good to find someone that is 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 going to be really helpful for you and it might mean if you if you have to pay out of pocket for that and find a means to do that then that might be the best option for you but hopefully you can find someone that that you know is within your within your plan and i think seeing a therapist a, a high qualified high, highly trained and experienced therapist is is great for all of us i i have a therapist that i see i don't see her as i don't see her all the time i don't see her every week at this point but when i'm going through rough times like during my book launch there was so much stress in my life and and i my kids were having some struggles too and it was it was a tough time and it was nice to go and see her on a regular basis. Sometimes I'd even go in twice a week to go see her just to have someone to talk to so that I didn't feel like I was unloading on my team at, at the spa doctor or the, my, my team at work and I wasn't unloading on my kids or the, the guy I was dating. I didn't want to unload on somebody else because it wasn't really, it's not their fault. I'm working, I'm working on my thing. So it's nice to talk to a therapist who is a neutral party and who is being, who is being paid to listen to you and to who is trained to hear you and help you. So I, I do think it's a great idea to, to find a good therapist. It took me many therapists to find, find ones that I, that I really connected with and felt comfortable. And my gosh, since I, since I found one, I, I uh, definitely, uh, I, you know, don't want to lose her. <laughs> so, but there are many of them out there. There are people with master's degrees. There are people with um, PhD. There are MD, psychiatrists. You choose whoever you think best supports what you need. And, um, you know, I have a, a master's degree in spiritual psychology, but I only use that just to complement my naturopathic medicine degree. And um, I just use those as tools. The, the, the training that I learned in that program really helps to support people in, in um, removing the obstacles to helping us be brighter, healthier beings. And I think that a lot of times we have these negative self-talk. We all do it. We all we all have the, these little these little voices in our head that tell us that we're not good enough. That um, that that I know that was a stupid mistake. Why did you do that? And but if you think about it, would you talk to your friend, your best friend that way? Would you talk to your little girl that way or your son? You you wouldn't do that. So be gentle with yourself. And when you hear those voices coming up, those that negative self-talk that you know is not healthy, that you know you would never say those things to someone else that you love, stop it. Just tell yourself, stop it. This is not serving me. This is not helping me. And, and I think there are also some great tools, some of the other tools that I used uh, that I learned in the program, the master's in spiritual psychology program that I did, was also doing some freeform writing where you get blank pieces of paper, you get, get a whole stack of them. 
give yourself, maybe set the timer for 20 minutes so you have a good amount of time to, to really get your thoughts out. And especially it's a great thing to do if you're having a lot of these negative thoughts or you're really angry at someone and you're just, it just seems like you're angrier than you should be. Something's just really getting you off your, um, your healthy state of balance. Then just take these piece of paper, take a pen, set the timer for 20 minutes and write. Just keep writing anything and everything. It doesn't matter if they're negative thoughts. You could write it in the form of a letter if you want. You could write a letter to yourself. You could write a letter to somebody else and you write down everything that's in your head. Just let it all out. Don't try and censor it. Don't try and stop it. Just write everything down. Here's the thing though, I don't want you to read it. Don't read what you wrote. You just keep writing, keep writing until the 20 minutes is up. Don't read it because this is you releasing all these negative thoughts and ideas and all these misbeliefs and, and negative thought patterns. You're just releasing that. Maybe you have pages and pages of it. And after you're done with that, then burn it because that's a way of releasing that. And it's amazing. It's almost, it's, it, I think of it as kind of similar to being able to talk to, to a therapist where you're able to, to, to just get these things out. But I find that this is really powerful tool because we can't always get into our therapist. And also it's nice to be able to do this anytime and just sit down, write it out, 20 minutes, burn it and release it. And it's amazing how that can help shift things. I do like to end freeform writing with gratitude and maybe even some forgiveness. So if you're noticing there was a lot of negative talk either directed to yourself or someone else, then you can write down some positive forgiveness. I forgive myself for believing blank or I forgive so-and-so for whatever it is and just do write down some forgiveness. A lot of times it comes back to our own personal growth. And so a lot of that forgiveness is really ourselves forgiving ourselves for buying into a misbelief. So think about that and how you can, can do some forgiveness work, and write those, those things down. You can also burn that if you want. And then write down some gratitude, some wins, some learning, some positive things. And that's what you can write down in a journal that you keep. Those are the things that you want to keep and maintain and, and keep that positive focus. It's amazing when you when you're grateful, when you're thankful for things, even if it's something small. Maybe I'm so grateful that the sun is shining today. I'm so thankful that I woke up and got to work. I am so grateful that my kids are healthy. Whatever it is, it can be something small or could be something really big. But when you have gratitude, it pushes out some of the negative. I think of it as a lot of times when I talk to my patients about healthy eating, when I tell them, well, a lot of times I'll tell them, just eat more vegetables. Because if you're eating more vegetables, you're eating more good stuff, you're probably gonna be cutting out some of the bad stuff because it's gonna push out the bad stuff. You're not gonna want it as much. It's kind of the same thing with these kinds of techniques of doing the gratitude because if you have the gratitude, it's gonna push out. It's hard to have negative thoughts when you're feeling grateful. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the biggest takeaway. If you need help, go get help. Ask for help. Ask your friends, ask your family. Find a good therapist to talk to. 
find a doctor who can help you get to the root cause of why you're depressed, why you're anxious, why you're having these negative thoughts. And whether that is is working with a functional medicine doctor, a naturopathic physician, or a, um, a medical doctor, maybe it's your primary care doctor, just find some help, get some support, start moving in that direction and start doing some things that support you. What is your self-care routine? You need self-care. You can't take care of other people. I know you're taking care of other people. You're probably taking care of kids or other family members. Maybe you're taking care of your parents or your, there are other people in your family and your friends that you're taking care of. Maybe you're a care, caregiver and you're taking care of people. You can't do that as well if you don't first have some self-care. So find time for yourself, pamper yourself. Don't, don't feel guilty about it. You're doing this so you can help other people. So you can show up better in the world. You can be a better parent. You can be a better coworker. You can be a better spouse. You can be all those things that you want to be even better if you set up some time for self-care. And that is healthy eating, a good night's sleep, getting outdoors, getting some exercise, moving your body, Build your community, find your network, find your people where you feel supported. And so that's what I want to recommend for you today. Do your gratitude journal, do some of these things. You can also refer to the clean mind section of my book, Clean Skin From Within, for some more ideas. So I hope you enjoyed this little episode of the Spot Doctor podcast. And uh, for future episodes, you can go to thespotdoctor.com and sign up for the podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows. And you can also take the skin quiz if you haven't already. You can go to theskinquiz.com and join us on social media, on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and join the conversation there. We always love to see your reviews of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to watch podcasts. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast. 